know, I know you're thinking to yourself, Jeff, what are you doing? Two Game of Thrones songs in one show. Well, inspiration kind of struck me, and I thought it was kind of fitting. What is the entire show Game of Thrones about? It's about people that are fighting for the throne. Well, what is happening in our country right now? Granted, yes, I know, Jeff, we don't have a throne. We have, you know, a constitutionally, uh, or consti- oh my lord, I'm way too tired for this. It's too early in the morning. We have a constitutional republic with democratically elected representatives. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. And you're right, you're right. It's just funny. It's just funny. Uh, so, but back to the subject at hand. Yeah, we had a debate. How did that go? Well, it really was kind of like a tale of two cities. On the one hand, uh, it's pretty obvious that Joe Biden just wants us to be insanely terrified of our futures and hide in the basement with them. We're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter, and he has no clear plan and there's no prospect. People are learning to die with it. You folks home will have an empty chair at the kitchen table this morning. That man or wife going to bed tonight and reaching over to try to touch their out of habit where their wife or husband was is gone. Why does Joe Biden hate us so much that he just wants us to be afraid? Honestly, I don't get it. I don't get it. But as far as the debates go themselves, I was pleasantly surprised. I don't think the mute button, which was one of my biggest concerns, I don't think it was even used at all. Every Everybody that had a chance to speak, or every, excuse me, everybody that wanted to speak had a chance to speak. I thought the moderator, uh, Kristen Welker, I she didn't do a terrible job, which is high praise considering the quality of people that have that usually do these things. She did. She was pretty interrupty with Trump, but when he was firm, she let him talk. And one of the things that I thought was interesting was that she actually brought up questions. Well, well, in addition to bringing up some hard questions of her own that none of us thought she would would ask of Joe Biden, she didn't really try to squelch the conversation when Trump brought up some things. She kind of looked at Biden and was like, well, how do you respond? And I thought that was actually kind of neat. Let's listen to a little bit of the back and forth, though. You suggested you would support new shutdowns if scientists recommended it. What do you say to Americans who are fearful that the cost of shutdowns, the impact on the economy, the higher rates of hunger, depression, domestic and substance abuse outweighs the risk of exposure to the virus? I thought that was a pretty good question. That's what's on many people's minds, and many people would like to know what Donald Trump and Joe Biden have to say about this. Now, people pretty much already know what Donald Trump has to say about this, which I suspect is the reason why that question was directed at uh, the former vice president. Now, I spent probably all day yesterday collecting audio clips. I was going to put them together, and I was going to start doing all sorts of stuff with them. But I decided that I'm not. And here's why. Trump had a very good debate. He was definitely in a commanding in command mode all night long. 
Joe Biden tried to interrupt him a few times. Trump didn't let him, and Joe Biden just backed down. Christian Welker tried to interrupt him quite a few times, and for the most part, Trump didn't let her, and she backed down. But he wasn't the bull in the china shop. My assessment, really, of the of the of the debate last Thursday was that instead of treating it like a sprint, Trump treated it like a marathon. He knew that there was 90 minutes. The last debate, the first debate, whatever you want to call it, Trump went out there and he was egging Joe on from the beginning and it was it was kind of brutal. It was not fun to watch. No one learned anything. The needle probably didn't really move for anyone either. This debate, he was far more calm, cool, and collected. And he knew that he had 90 minutes, and he used all 90 minutes. And predictably, Joe Biden... Now, Joe Biden started off strong. Don't get me wrong. He did. I thought he had a pretty good showing for the first 40, 50 minutes or so. And then we started getting things like this. And I don't look at this in terms of the way he does blue states and red states. They're all the United States. And look at the states that are having such a spike in the coronavirus. They're the red states. So much for not seeing things as blue states or red states. I mean, that was 10 seconds. He couldn't remember what he said 10 seconds ago. (sighs) When Christian Welker directly asked him how he would make China pay, and she did ask him for specifics, He gave the same answer twice. What I'd make China do is play by the international rules. Number two, we're in a situation where China would have to play by the rules internationally as well. What really surprised me was when Kristen Welker asked this question, because I thought for sure this question would not get brought up by anyone other than President Trump. Let me just ask some questions about all of this broadly. Vice President Biden, there have been questions about the work your son has done in China and for a Ukrainian energy company when you were vice president. In retrospect, was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Which, of course, he answered no. No one expected him to answer otherwise, but no one expected that question to be brought up by the moderator. Fully expected it to be brought up by President Trump, for sure. And expected Biden to deflect and the moderator to try to provide cover, but she actually brought it. She brought it. The sad part is, so many Americans have no idea what she's really talking about. Follow me here. So, Trump naturally brought up all the emails. And the laptop. The laptop from hell, as he described it. And he called Hunter, or excuse me, he called Joe Biden the big guy, which, or the big man, no, the big man, the big man. And the emails refer to, we uh, believe to be Joe Biden as the big guy. So he kind of got that a little wrong. But the problem is, I mean, and, and this is the story about the whole laptop and the computer repair shop in Delaware, Hunter Biden dropping it off and not for, and forgetting it, and the, the okay, so, April of 2019, there was someone believed to be Hunter Biden that dropped off a MacBook at a computer repair shop somewhere in Delaware. After a certain amount of time, the 
uh, MacBook was never claimed, and rightfully so. The computer repairman claimed ownership of it and opened it up and kind of looked at what was on it. Found all sorts of emails. Now, again, this is all alleged. I'm, I, I, I don't know how true it is, um, but I'm just saying over the course of the last couple of years, there's been a lot of smoke that's been generated vis-a-vis Hunter Biden and his foreign business dealings and how much or how little his father, Joe Biden, knew about it and influenced those while as vice president. There's been a lot of smoke. I mean, we're sending smoke signals to... Okay, I was about to say something that might have been considered insensitive, but we're sending smoke signals. Or I should say, they're sending smoke signals. And where there's smoke, there's generally fire. And there's a lot of smoke being generated right now. All That's all I'm going to say. It's plausible explanations... Excuse correction. Plausible and legal explanations are getting harder and harder to come by. So, fast forward to a few years, Hunter Biden, April 2019, Hunter Biden drops off this laptop. And when the shop owner found found all that was on it, he, according to him, tried to contact the FBI and let him know, hey, I've got this thing. Um, you guys might want it. He never heard back. I think he tried to contact uh, another, at least one other agency. I'm not 100% on that. But then he contacted Rudy Giuliani. And, of course, Rudy Giuliani, uh, former mayor of New York City, was interested. And from Rudy Giuliani, it got to the FBI. But apparently the shop owner backed up the hard drive. I'm not... uh, I'm a little fuzzy on that. I mean, that might be... You know, is what it is. So, anyway... It should also be mentioned that this laptop had a Bo Biden Foundation sticker on it. Bo Biden being the deceased son of Joe Biden. Uh, he died from a, a brain cancer, I believe. Uh, some kind of cancer, I know that. And all of these emails implicate... Now, these are between... There's e- emails between uh, Hunter and the Russian oligarchs. Emails between Hunter and the Chinese communist... Like, members of the Chinese Communist Party... Um, I'm wanting to say that there, oh, uh, emails showing, um, you know, a payment from the wife of the mayor of Moscow to Hunter Biden, uh, emails claiming, you know, certain fees and hold 10% back for the big guy, which is believed to be Joe Biden. I mean, it all looks extremely shady and it, it looks like, Hunter Biden was selling access to his father because there's no other plausible reason why anyone's been able to posit that he got those jobs. Now, I did see an interviewer one time talk about, well, do you think that you get this job just because of who your father is? And he's like, well, yeah. And and, and, and you know what? I get that. I, I, I can understand, especially like, for example, his position in the Navy, he totally got that because of his father. You know, and that's, I mean, it's nepotism, but it happens. I get that. It's also, I mean, it's real life. You know, I mean, and if you're getting hired with a, with a, with an American company and you're trading as like, Hey, yeah, my father's Joe Biden, you know, trying to get a leg up. You know what? That's again, reality. 
It happens. I get that. But when you're overseas and you're arranging meetings between your father and these corrupt shady business deals or between your father and members of the of the of the uh, CCP the Chinese Communist Party and you're getting paid just so you can have just so they can have access to your father and have access to high ranking members of the US government that's when it starts to cross a line and these emails highly implicate Joe Biden in the in this scandal and the the problem is as i've already discussed several times in the show no one's talking about it or i should say the the um the social media and the big tech companies are censoring it they're not allowing the story to get out there cnn msnbc abc all those news agencies are not reporting on it now again i don't know how true the story is i don't know it it appears to have some credibility but it might it might just be all smoke i don't know but when you have all of these tech companies that say we're not sharing it because it's potentially, you know, because it's unverified. Well, uh, y'all did not seem to mind the story of Trump getting peed on by Russian hookers to just get blasted all over your website. That was also unverified, and um, still to date, no evidence has, has has arisen from that. You didn't seem to to mind. Uh, stories about the whole Russian collusion hoax, and yes, it was a hoax, and if you like, I will have that discussion with you. I'll bring the receipts. Um, you didn't seem to mind that story getting shared all over the place, even though there was no evidence of it. That didn't stop. That didn't stop you one bit. But yet, you'll 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 share this with no, or you'll share this with an ever an ever increasing amount of seemingly credible evidence to back it up. And not to include now, there's an eyewitness that's come forward. Now I don't know what he knows, what he's, but he sounds like he knows quite a bit. And he was. It's already been confirmed that he was certainly in a position where he might have some, where there might be some credibility to his story. So, but the, the media won't report on it. The Facebook and the big tech companies, which control like 90% of the internet and the information flow on it, won't allow you to share it. So there were people probably millions of people that heard about that for the very first time during the debate. And they're going like, what, what is this about? And unfortunately, because we do not have an honest uh, and, and fair and free media in this country anymore. They president, the, the, the onus was on president Trump to kind of explain it on the stage and that's 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 a really dark i mean that's a really it's a really scary time for freedom of speech what's going on is that and well this is what i believe this is what i believe is going on i believe that they know joe biden's goose is cooked it's just a matter of time because right now i mean everything that's coming out the the toothpaste is out of the tube the genie's out of the bottle you're not stuffing all that back in there's no getting around it now but they can delay and eventually say, let's say Joe Biden wins and you got the, the Harris Biden ticket. And again, their words, not mine, the Harris Biden ticket. So say six months down the road, 
the evidence becomes incontrovertible and overwhelmingly damning. And so, like, like what happened with uh, Richard Nixon, Joe Biden just says, I have to step aside, and he resigns. He can no longer be president. And then Kamala Harris becomes president. And Kamala Harris is who I believe the Democratic Party and the mainstream media want in place. Well, unfortunately, we have reached the end of this segment. I am the Nerdy Merc. If you have any questions, comments, or complaints, well, just keep them to yourself. Nah, I'm just kidding. Give me a call, 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. Or go find me on social media, The Nerdy Merc, on, on Facebook and YouTube, at Nerdy Merc on Twitter and Parlor and Nerdy Merc 79 on Instagram. I look forward to hearing from you and talking to you. Let me know if you like the content. Make sure you make sure you subscribe, you like, you do all the things, and above all, share. If you like what I'm saying, you like my content, you like what I'm doing, I don't grow unless you share. Get your friends to listen. Get your parents to listen. Get your kids to listen. As long as eh, I keep it about PG-13. I try to, uh, so far anyway. And I kind of want to stay there. So yeah, make sure make sure you got everybody you know listening. Because that's how I grow, that's how I build my empire, and the more people listen, the more content I get to put out. So make sure you go do all those things, and stick around for the next segment. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.